1: you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy. on now at APCO.
0: <laughs> and Scotty Sattler, as he has been every week during this season, has been good enough to join us again. Sats, it's just called a Scotty Sattler now when you pull a tackle out like that. I loved hearing that from everybody, not just in our commentary, but the other radio commentary, the TV commentary. I know you don't want to make this about you, um, but i tell you what, <laughs> people were loving the comparisons with that moment to your moment. Um, how did you feel watching that all unfold last night?
1: Oh, it was great. It was great to watch the, the, the whole performance, to be quite honest. They so dominant. They were. And, and to also see Dylan come up with uh, an individual play which I know that he'll play off as a as a team moment um and he's such a humble young man mm. but he's a player that has really had to he's had to battle everyone's opinion of whether he's uh, a game breaker or whether he's a player that is good enough to be a premiership winning fullback a few years ago and he's worked really hard and I thought that one moment just typified what his career has been like, where he's just, he just doesn't give up and, and came up with a, a really important tackle. And it's not an important tackle in the scheme of the the, the score line or anything like that. It's important in the sense that they were sending a huge message that they don't want to give away any cheap tries or, or concede any points. So, mm. yeah, a really special moment for Dylan. He's a, he's a humble young man. He's a great young man and, and deserves the Clive Churchill medal as well.
0: It, it had so much in the build-up the first time that, the, you know, these two big clubs... Uh, especially, you know, the heart and soul of, of the of the west of of Sydney uh, had met in a grand final. Um, the the atmosphere was for like it, it, Steve's uh, uh, listening to uh, Sturlow talk in the build up that he's never ever heard an atmosphere quite like it before the the, the kick off, and uh, it had everything that I think the NRL were hoping for. Unfortunately, it didn't have the ratings, and it didn't quite get to the level of the game that um, the build up and 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 the atmosphere probably. Um, you know, thought that they would have?
1: Yeah, being there live, I've got to say, I mean, that, um, that uh, hearing the the Penrith players announced on the big screen, like just really blatant boos and very loud boos, because the Parramatta, this crowd was primarily a, a Parramatta-supported uh, crowd. And I think it would have been probably 65-35, to be quite honest. Mm. And Penrith took them out of the equation really early. Didn't they? just silenced them yep. to the point where... About fifteen minutes in the second half, you could just see paramount of people leaving the game, and it wouldn't surprise me if the if the ratings are down. Also, a little bit like the AFL Grand Final, I think got to the stage where people just turned off um, because it was such a mismatch. Uh, yeah, they are; they're a dominant side this side. They're pretty special what they're doing. They go back to back, and yeah, they, you know, they're not a dynasty yet. Dynasty, I think, is when you start winning, you know, four premierships and five premierships. Yeah, like we saw with teams back in the. The 50s, 60s, the, the 70s, and the 80s, and the and the 90s, where, where teams were winning, or well, not really the 90s, when teams are winning, sort of three and four in, in five or six years. So, but I tell you what, they're they're showing all the signs that they're they're going to be a, a side that's going to be pretty difficult to contend with for a number of
0: years. Yeah, game essentially over, 18 nil at half time. Um, that's as they're almost perfect. Penrith, weren't they and we heard in the in the commentary from joel Kane that you know happy coruscant are leaving but as i said before I, I i lost count of how many i think it's about seven new south wales reps that they've got uh, in that team alone can you see them being able to get three in a row no one's done it since the eels in 81 to 83 and certainly no one's done mm. it post super league yeah
1: well they've come in as the Straight away, when the, the market's been announced for 2023, they're the overwhelming favourites already. Uh, they deserve to be uh, because everyone's emotionally connected at the moment. They've got such a strong. No, no it's not about their first grade side, to them It's about everything that comes bit below them. they won the second grade premiership. They won the um, you know the Jersey flag and the SG ball, which is under 19s and under 21s as well. So yeah, you know, they've they've got these amazing development pathways, and so they've. they've pretty much got a lot of boxes ticked. A lot of teams and clubs are trying to follow. A lot of other codes are trying to follow what they're trying to do as well. That's how significant it is. But they do lose. They lose Apic now, who's a huge loss, but they've got a, a, a hooker coming through by they name, Sonny Luke, who's about 25 years of age, but he's a he's a very crafty player. Plays like Happy. so they'll lose a lot, but not too much in the sense of the style, but so Viliam Kiki has a huge loss, like so, five, He mm. runs like a centre. He's got beautiful, silky hands. He's got great skill. And also he's this really easy target to go to each time. And defenders hate playing against him because you don't know what, what he's got in his arsenal. So that's going to be a huge loss. And, and who they fill that role with is going to be really difficult for them. So I'm, I'm thinking the first the first half of next year, they won't be as dominant. But in the second half of the year, I think they'll, they'll find their mojo again.
0: What about the Eels? Um, you know, I heard um, I heard Vossi asking the question today on uh, 1170 SEN. Have they missed their chance here? I don't know whether they've
1: missed their chance. So Again, they're a club that's got some really good players coming through as well. Um, but in saying that, they, they do lose a lot of really key players. They lose Murata near Cora going to the Warriors. And uh, they're losing um, also Reed Marnie, uh, who's going to the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, so they've got uh, Isaiah Papali, the back row is going to the West Tigers. So they're losing some key players. But in saying that, they signed Josh Hodgson, who is one of the probably one of the best hookers in the competition, one of the craftiest hookers in the competition when it comes to attack. So from an attacking point of view, I think he offers a little bit more than Reid Marnie who they're losing, but it's the other ones that are around him that they're losing that are going to be really hard to, to uh, fill those spots. So... Yeah, I, I don't think they're a top four side next year, but um, they'll definitely play finals footy next year. But I think it's going to take them probably two or three years just to, to
0: uh, fill in some of those real key strike players that they're losing. Uh, what did you make of the Kangaroo squad for the World Cup? Yeah, um, I don't think there's a lot of
1: surprises there. I'm not surprised that Dylan Edwards and Nick Hines missed out, which there's a lot, a lot of players in the in the. The team that can play halves and can play centre and can play fullback. Yeah. There's a lot of players that can play multiple positions, and I'm a bit surprised that Damian Cook didn't make it. Um, but with Ben Hunt and Harry Grant there, that sort of fills that space. And um, Lindsay Collins uh, making out know, that was a surprise, and good on the young young guy. I'm, I'm surprised Matt Lodge didn't make it. I think it shows that there's a probably a, a real shallow um, shallow pool in relation to. Quality front rows because a lot of front rows have have, um, have committed themselves to other nations in the World Cup. So um, I've got to say it's one of the most vulnerable Australian sides I've seen. I think New Zealand they go on as the favourites Australia, but I think this New Zealand side is probably the, the strongest side we've ever seen on paper.
0: Sats, love your work, mate. We'll speak to you again soon. See you, Sammy.